Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to the Relaxed Retro Talk Podcast. I am Dookie03. And my name is DG Online. How are you guys doing? Saturday Night Podcast. This is a first. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the Saturday night. I have no energy during like the day. I like the Saturday night. You can probably like tell I'm a little bit more energetic right now than I am when we record <laughs> during the day. Because I That's like right. to nap during the day. Hey, guys. Right. Yes, um, absolutely great. So, I've been thinking, uh, today's topic is about uh, the evolution of games. The reason being is I've been thinking all our all our like past uh, podcasts, we've basically been talking about um, how how like games were better back then. But really, yep. there's a lot of like quality of life improvements and stuff that have happened over the years to to actually improve games. I mean, right. the the NES, although it has some good games, is not the fucking pinnacle of video gaming, right? So I, I figure right. we should talk about the positives of of games. Uh, as they are now, and where where they came from, and how they got to where they are now, and stuff like that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, I guess, I, hey, I welcome everyone. Um, I will put uh, exclamation point pod. Basically, while we're uh, recording the podcast, we will get to your questions and 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 uh, comments and stuff at the end, or not at the end, but but when we have breaks in between. Um, so, so keep up, keep it up in the chat. We do appreciate it, but we will not respond to you immediately. Yeah, yeah exactly. 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 Um, so, so yeah, I mean, back in the, back in the day, um, I mean, obviously we had like Atari and stuff like that. Um, uh, we had like adventure where you're just a little block going through a maze, uh, <laughs> graphical limitations to the max. Right. Yep. And then you had the NES, where things started to actually look like things. You had games that that played like games. You you had characters. You had the story, impressive story for for what they could do at the time. Impressive music for what they could do at the time. Um, but as everyone today knows, if you've gone back and played any of those games, they're NES hard. And yeah. And now now games have. I mean. Even on the PS2, I think, was when games really started having, like, an easy setting and stuff like that. Like, some NES games did, but now you have a lot, like, the, the first thing I want to bring up is, like, the easy difficulty. Um, mm-hmm. and, and one thing I want to say is there are, there are people that will gatekeep the shit out of, out of playing on hard. <laughs> but, yep. honestly, like, uh, like, you're a dad. I have a full-time job. Most, most, most people our age... Uh, are the ones that grew up playing these NES hard games, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I feel like playing on easy is is fine. It's perfectly fine. You don't have the time to walk back and forth in that bush and and grind <laughs> so that you can uh, so that you can beat that game. You don't have the time for that. You don't have the time to get good anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the 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 world we live in now is uh, the video games hold your hand. You know, there is uh, there's the golden the, the 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 fabled the fables golden. It is fabled, I guess, but the golden trail that leads you to mm, the breadcrumb trail. Yeah, yeah, the breadcrumb trail. There's the uh, you know the the nav points on the map. There's the the tom tom arrow that's pointing you where you need to go. They they've they've added these things as quality of life stuff. Yeah. But at now, now what that's done is it's made a generation of gamers not be able to play without it, right? Yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's it's, true. It's tough. It's it's hard it's like now to drop somebody into that. Yeah, it's it's it. If you drop if you drop a a, a gamer now into a game, then 
their their number one thing they're going to do. So if, uh, right now I'm running through Final Fantasy one on on stream, right? And so what I typically what I do with with older games like that is I want to experience them the way that they were supposed to be experienced, which means no walkthroughs. We're not going through a guide. We're not going through anything. If you miss something, so what? That's just how it is. You didn't know it was there, so I guess you're gonna have to figure that out down the road. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of struggling. It's it's sometimes it's not a fun experience. It's it's one of those things where it's it's really really tough. However, it's also really really rewarding, mm-hmm. and it forces you to really pay attention to the story, right? Whereas nowadays. A lot of these games, you can just hammer on that A button, skip, 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 skip through all of the dialogue, because it doesn't matter what the story is, you know that you got to go to the glowing mark on the map and get whatever it is that has there. You don't even know what it is. You're just going to the glowing space, and then the game's going to tell you what to do when you get there. Yeah. I feel like, um, in a way, like, specifically talking about JRPGs, like, that's kind of my area of expertise, if you will. Um... In a way, I liked it because it was, it, it added a little bit to world building. You know what I mean? Because you have to talk to everybody in the village. You kind of get to yeah. know some of these characters, even though some of them, I mean, some of them you get to know. Some of them literally have welcome to Oaktown, like as their entire <laughs> existence. That's, That's right. They live to tell you that you're in Oaktown today. Um but but it's, it, you kind of get like especially like some of the Dragon Quest games like as you go through the games uh, through the through the worlds, each town kind of gives off a certain vibe. Each town like so, even like back on the NES, like say say like Dr- Dragon Warrior like one and two for example, you're mm-hmm. gonna go to these towns. You're gonna have the port town. You're gonna have yep. the forest town. You're gonna have the mm-hmm. starting town, right? But already yep. on on games like Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest three and four, you've, you've you're starting to get uh, personalities in these towns because you have more than one port town. There's something that sets this town apart. That's you right. You know what I mean. So that yeah. started building already on the NES. The Super NES made that skyrocket, and I feel like the Super NES is really where the world building uh, yeah. really took huge new bounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they had more space on the cartridge to do stuff, right? So, I mean, obviously, when you're in the NES, you're limited. You have you have a smaller amount of memory. You have less colors to deal with. So you have to take all of that in consideration. Plus, when you've got the music on there and all the gameplay and the stuff, something's got to take a bit of a dive. And typically, that was, that was the world building of it, right? So that's yeah. why a lot of the times the games were rinse and repeat from one to the next one. You know, you look at you look at a game like Mega Man, for example. Mega Man one through, you know, was it six at the end of yeah, the, on NES? the NES? Yeah. So so while the games are all different, they they use the same type of game. So you don't have to worry about overrunning on your memory. You know, you've got this this many bosses. Mega Man can do this many things, and and they're adding things as the game goes on. Right. Yeah. You get the slide. You get additional. Sp- but but at the end of the day. It's still like if you were to break it down to its its foundation, the game is built the same way through each one. It's yeah. just with different stuff inside, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With with and, a platformers like action platformers, platformers, it's very hard to do lore. lore yeah. I feel right. Yeah, like There's you can do it now. Now you can do it definitely big yep. time, especially yep. like the PS2. Like look at like Ratchet and Clank and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 
you don't have a ceiling anymore. Now, now yeah. you can you can make that game as large as you want, right? A lot of the the AAA titles are coming with like a eighty gig download. Yeah, you know, like like I mean, the the there is no more ceiling on on how that game is. The 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 limitation is now imagination is is the 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 story itself or what you want to do with the game. There is no more ceiling on on that. And, and to be honest with you, I think that actually plays against the way that the games are they they had to be incredibly creative back you know we were talking about Castlevania and and the music in Castlevania and how they were able to pull that off in addition to the rest and that's mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I'm talking about is you have you have something that has been turned into a symphony you know that yeah. is that is that is basically played in a full-fledged symphony um playing in little beeps and boops yeah, and just eight beeps bit, and boops, you know? and now you're and, playing it in a huge symphony yep and 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 with with the limitations of the NES cart uh in hand it's amazing what they were able to do with that you know we were also talking about this with Dragon Warrior the the fact that the character creation has a a coding in it that changes based on your name because you are the hero so yeah. your stats change depending on who you are what your name is um, your name determines all your stat gains and what you start at start at so, so every person's exactly. journey is a little bit different all right and and so so t- tucking this stuff in there um, in through the limitations, they knew this is the ceiling. I can't cross this line, and if I do get to this point, I have to start bringing stuff down in order to make that happen. For them to deliver absolute banger level games at that kind of thing, I think made the game even better. While they have their limitations, like I said, they're not holding your hand. They're gonna yeah. plop you down in a field. Hey, best of luck, pal. Yeah. I hope you make it out alive. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna be playing this game a whole lot. You're gonna have to figure it out because there is no guide. There is there, and and there was no internet that you could just hop onto GameFAQs and pull up a, a walkthrough. You know that that didn't come for, till years later down yeah. the road. Yeah, I, so, and I so wanna, that's just amazing to me. I want to say that when I said that they didn't have, uh, you couldn't have lore into and action platformers. I meant you couldn't have world building. They did have lore in them, but you couldn't really do any yeah. world building. Like Mega Man, even even today. Like, I have no idea what the world of Mega Man really looks like. You know what I mean? You kind of see it in X and Zero game, the Zero games. Yeah. When they hit the Super Nintendo, right? Like, when they they leave the NES, the thing is, too, a lot of the lore, you know, if we call it the story or or whatever you want to call it in that case, a lot of that isn't actually in the game. It's implied. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or or when you turn the game on, there's like the wall of text you're uh, supposed to read, right? It's the year 20XX. Yeah. Dr. Wily is at it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? like, and, and so, I mean, you get, you get that kind of story scroller that happens at the beginning of the game. And then you have the manual. The instruction manuals were also mm-hmm. a key point of this as well because they filled in. You know, there was a good, you know, depending on the game, could be up to 15 pages of just what's happening. I think back to, like, the Morrowind uh, games, like the, the Elder Scrolls games. Um, was the same kind of thing. They filled in a lot of the blanks before, like the prologue stuff happened in the uh, manual, in the instruction mm. manual for the game. Um, and, and maybe Morrowind's not the right, though if you go before that to like Arena and, and the other ones uh, and Daggerfall. But I mean, the idea being is that if you didn't have that manual, you're missing out on a bunch of key story oh, points yeah. that, that you're not getting in game because they want you, they're expecting you to actually uh, ingest the whole thing and, 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 and just live it, live the entire world of it. 
Um, Legend of Zelda is probably the number one thing that comes to mind, right? When, yeah. when you fire up Legend of Zelda, you're, you're just standing in that field. In a field. If, you don't go, if you don't go in that cave and get your sword, you're, you're going to have a short game. Yeah. It's gonna be very short, but I mean, if you don't if you don't think about that, you know now it now it's obvious because it's been out for so long. But you know that first time you pop that card and you're like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. And you walk north and you get killed by an Octorok and boom, there you go, game over. I yeah. guess uh, let's try it again and try then and then path. through through trial and error you figure it out. That game I cannot believe people had completed before yeah. they got a guide because there's there's stuff in there that like. It's it's it it was impossible for me even like you know coming back into it I was like I gotta look this up I have no idea what to mm -hmm. do and it's like oh I see you have to walk to this little invisible square here and use the torch or yeah. use the candle or to light the, it yeah, on the, fire to burn the bush like how the fuck are you yeah. supposed to know that <laughs> it's so stupid and, and somebody somewhere in the world would say that you know it, we were talking Simon's Quest was another one that was mm. like this right yeah Simon's Quest gets a lot of bad press. Because of the way that it plays, but I mean, and and I mean, the boss fight was basically like nothing. <laughs> it was a cutscene, practically. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I mean, the the thing is that everything everything that you need to know is in the game. You just have to know where to look for it. And and you have to decrypt a little bit, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of, of that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think another thing, like when people go back um, now. And play and play NES games. They're going back without manuals too, right? So, right. when we like me and you, we grew up in a small town. Um, yep. Pretty much, if you wanted video games, you had to drive to a city, and on the drive home, we would always read the manual, right? You That's can't play the did. game yet. Half an hour drive. Yep, you're hyped crack as fuck into that manual to play this game. So you crack <laughs> open the manual, you read the entire manual. You now know how to play the game before you even touched it, yep. which eliminates all tutorial stages you know what i mean like now mm -hmm. nowadays you need tutorial stages because you don't know what the hell you're doing like there have been games i can't think off the top of my head which ones but there have been yep. games in the past like five or ten years where i've been playing them and and i've been like stuck and then uh somebody will be like oh yeah you just gotta you just gotta press you gotta use this and i'm like how do you use that and they're like, oh, right. you just pressed triangle. You could have done it this entire game, but you went through the whole game without doing it. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I could have been doing like, that? Yeah. How did you know that? It's like, uh, I don't know. You talk to this guy, and he tells you how to do it. What? Yeah. <laughs> right? Actually, like, prime example, uh, my friend Curse, she streams. Uh, she's been playing Bayonetta, and somebody in her chat was like, uh, you're supposed to switch weapons. And she's like, what? You can switch weapons? But, like, <laughs> you don't know. There's no... It doesn't tell you. Yeah, it doesn't straight out yeah. tell you. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and Bayonetta hadn't is is new-ish. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not brand new, but it's been new. out for a while. Yeah. So, so I mean, and and that's and that's what I say. And you know what? And it's and it's funny because a lot of the times, it, it's it's a careful balance now. And, and I, you know, you kind of have to feel for the game developers where they're at now, is because they have to currently balance between making it too easy and making it too hard. Yeah. Right. If you want to like don't user tell you, friendly. Yeah. So more people can play and enjoy your game, but you don't want to handhold forever. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that is that is a big uh, that is a big big thing to it, right? Because when when you're when you're looking at those NES games, Final Fantasy One is brutal without a walkthrough. Let me tell you, it is <laughs> it is not it's it's not easy, and it's not that that's a problem. It's simply just more the matter of 
Um, it forces you to to really look and really talk to everybody. And not only that, but then you're writing stuff down. Yeah, right? that's where you're to, at. If you don't write that stuff down, you're never going to remember. No. So I, uh, I I had finished this one part, and I had a key item. I didn't know what to do. And so we just kind of struggled for an hour um, until it was like, well, wait a second. I've got this item. Figured it out. Boom. Just yeah. like that. And and it's like, oh, right. I forgot that we got that at the last time when we finished this one spot. Uh, I'm, I'm being uh, uh, generic for spoiler reasons. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. A, a, a 40-year-old game. But, I mean, the idea is that um, if I would have just wrote it down, then when I came back, I would have checked my notes. I'd be like, oh, right. We got this thing. Okay, now I'm on it. So so the games force you to to start being like that, where now they aren't. Now, if you know, you, you boot up Pokemon Blue, right? Perfect example. You boot up Pokemon Blue, oh. the old game that you played long, 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 long time ago. And you lo- you land in, and you're like, Where the, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> new game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every time, man. That happened with me, to me with Pokemon Silver. I was trying to play it on a, on a uh, yeah. retro quest stream. And I was like, <laughs> I gotta. I think I have to go, fucking get pseudo widow. But I don't really know yep. where he is even because I don't even know where I am right now. Yep. But that kind of all brings it back to like the first thing I said. Like uh, another thing is, as an adult, we can't get home from school right like three 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 fifteen three thirty, and yep. play the game until five six o'clock every single day. Have supper. Play the game from like seven until we go to bed, and do that every day. So we, exactly. uh, as adults, um, we only get to play pretty much. Me and you, anyways, pretty much only get to play games when we're streaming, right? That's right. And yep. so there's usually at least a day or two. Or for example, my Castlevania streams, um, I only play them once a week, right? So yep. we don't remember what the fuck we were doing. Exactly. Yep, and we're, I mean that that work. I mean because of because being adults, we're getting old, and that also is a yeah, brain stop as working. Well. But I mean the 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 thing is, that you're absolutely correct, right? I I'm playing games because I'm streaming them. If if I if I wasn't, then those games, these are the same games I've been sitting on a shelf collecting dust for years. Um, it's it's simply just the the fact that uh, it's it's really really hard. Um, I get I get about a three hour window once per day to do with whatever I want. And that doesn't mean playing games for three hours. That means that's a three-hour free time kind of thing that I, that I can choose to do with whatever I want with. Um, and and so so it becomes really, really tough to, to do from one to the next. I will say, though, in that same line of thought, I, I am glad that we did the way... that we played it the way that we did for, uh, for Final Fantasy without a walkthrough. Because... Going through the walkthrough, I find honestly that I that I revert back to that type of gamer that I was talking about before, where it's okay, get to the checkpoint. Doesn't matter why. This is what I got to do. Yeah. Pick up these things. You're not really invested in the in the story. Yeah. The world. Well, you're not even really thinking about mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're just kind of doing it, right? Yeah. Um, a, a, a MMOs get this a lot, and I, I know you don't. You haven't really played. You don't really play a lot of MMOs, right? But I mean, like World of Warcraft is bad for this. There is a mountain of lore in World of Warcraft. There is tomes and tomes. Like you could you could fill the room with books of stuff that happens. There's books in the game about the game. Like it's 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 so it's so 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 deep. And so what do you do? You go, you grab the quest, you see that you see that exclamation mark. So there you go, you trot up. You're like, hey, how's it going? I hear you got a quest for me. He's like, ah, traveler, you and you're like space bar. <laughs> 
Then you wait for the little box with the check marks to appear, so you can be like, okay, that's right. I need. It's like I don't really care what you have to say. Doesn't matter. Whatever you're saying is irrelevant. That's how I play um, Just tell me too. where to go. And he's like, blah, 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 go kill 14 boars and bring back <laughs> yeah. their tusks. And I'm like, all right. All right, I I'm got like, 14 where's, boars, where's, uh, two tusks. Where's the boars? <laughs> open up the maps. And now if you go, so before I didn't do this, but now if you go into World of Warcraft, you open up the map and there's a little exclamation mark on the map where you need to go. Oh. See, it doesn't even matter what you're collecting anymore. You don't even now have to know goes, what you're collecting. Doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. You go to the exclamation mark space, you're like, hmm, guess I got to kill the boars. And then as you kill them, there's a counter on the side to tell you how many you've got. Yeah. So it's like, you've got to collect 14 and you've got two. All right, click, 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 gone. Okay, we've got 14 now. Teleport back to home. Hand it in, and he's like, "Ah, oh, good traveler, space bar." And it's just, it's just more of that. Yeah. So then, pretty soon, what you un- what what you've uncovered is that you're no longer really playing the game and caring about the story. Now you're just playing the game, the technical pieces of the game. Hmm. We're, erase the fact that we're talking Warcraft lore. Insert literally any other story. Yeah, yeah. And it's still the exact same thing. But the- and and that's that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's kind of a double-edged sword, because if you didn't yeah. have all that stuff, like, like we're kind of doing it to ourselves, right? We're, mm-hmm. There is lore there. We're just mashing oh, the yeah. buttons to get rid of it. You give me an option to skip it, man. I am, I'm bound to determine to skip <laughs> yeah. it unless I have to. And, and so that's what I'm saying. That's what I appreciate about what, the way that we're doing Final Fantasy 1, because I can't, if I, I, I can skip that, I can skip that, uh, uh, discussion i can walk right past that guy and not talk to him but that is going to mean i'm not going to have any freaking clue what i g- yeah, need to do yeah you're not going to get anywhere no so so i mean I, it's it, you're right it is a double edged sword and we are doing it to ourselves and i'm going to keep doing it to myself <laughs> <laughs> as we go forward yeah I, it, that is and that that is in itself what we're talking about with the evolution that is where we're at yeah right you you look final fantasy 7 versus final fantasy 7 uh, remake even if even if you take the story out of it and just simply look at the game you look at how easy it is in comparison to the way that those two games play right you've got the full-fledged old school jrpg style it 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 tells you in game where you need to go but if you skip through that cut the dialogue you're going to end yeah, up wandering no until idea. you just stumble it yeah. right whereas in remake it's like here's the arrow go this way <laughs> yeah. it's it's basically double dragon right it's like bing, 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 bing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right? i forgot about that yeah 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 <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 kind of a double edged sword. It's something that that helps us. It it kill it saves us so much time doing yeah. that. But another thing I want to mention, since we're still talking about JRPGs here, is um, starting on the PS2. This started happening, and this is the greatest thing. Any game that doesn't do this kind of pisses me off a little. But um, with um, Rogue Gal, I think Rogue Galaxy was the first one I played that had this. But I'm sure there was one some before that. But when you start loading the game. Because you got to load the game anyways, right? You're loading your save yeah. file, the game's loading. Well, you're on a disc. So yeah. it's got the whole... Uh, it tells a whole story of what all happened last time you were playing. I know the no, the newer Pokemon games do that too. That is perfect. That is yes. the most positive evolution in in, a, in the JRPG yeah. franchise of all time. Give give me the rundown. Let me know how it is. Cause, and, and that's kind of what I was leading to. And the way that I have to play games... I need constant reminders yes. about what I was doing and where I'm going and what's going on. Like, it doesn't have to be like, 
last time you did this specifically yeah. and you need to go exactly here right like it's it, it can be a little bit vague but at yeah. the very least give me enough that I'm able to kind of move forward a little bit, right? Yeah, I, lo- I, I do. I do appreciate that. Rogue Galaxy also is a game that I've never played that I do need to check that out. Yeah, that's Although a I've very heard it hasn't, good one. I I heard it hasn't really aged. It too well. hasn't aged as well as like Dark Cloud Two and stuff like that, but it's still it's still a really good game. Um, but yeah, it, it'll tell you even if it's just story stuff, you know, like not like they continue their quest for the stick of right. dicks. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they they heard an old man in, in, in Westminster knew about it, right? So you're like, oh yep. shit, I gotta go to Westminster and get the stick of dicks. I guess so, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but in, other than other than uh, JRPGs, um, let's look at like even like first person shooters, right? You had what what's now called the boomer shooter, right? Which is probably, in a way, one of my favorite, like, eras of the shooter of the first person shooter despite Mm -hmm. my intense hatred for mazes because these (laughs) games are literally just mazes with dudes thrown in there that you shoot right oh big time and like card keys and shit that's the oh my god that pisses me off so much that's why i kind of like wolfenstein maybe a little bit more than doom because there's not as many card keys but it's like hey look there's there's a key card yeah all the little jingles and stuff man and you're, you're basically just in a 3d maze right and yeah. then all oh, yeah. the, and then yeah. all of a sudden, um, what is it like? The it was it the Quake engine that really kind of evolved that, and now you're in yeah. like an op- like open rooms and shit. And there was the auto, there was definitely open rooms in like Doom and Doom Two as well. But yeah, you, but the environments were much more open. It was different. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't until it wasn't until you got to so so the the shooters rode the same line through, you know, uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Doom 1, Doom 2, Quake 1, Quake 2. It wasn't until you reached Unreal Tournament, and maybe not Unreal Tournament, but the uh, the Unreal games and then Quake 3 Arena. Quake 3 Arena, bef- man. Before oh. it was like actual full-fledged like that that kind of that kind of uh, you know, uh, evolutionary step between those types of shooters and the current first-person shooters, right? Yeah. That was kind of the right in between. Um the th- the thing is that uh uh, I I agree with you, but I find those games so incredibly frustrating to play because you had to play them without a mouse. Yeah, to, yeah, to that's play, true. To play a first person shooter, one hundred percent on the arrows keyboard is like shit. Not so you're like w- arrows, and it's like yeah, yeah. Like now I play them on my Switch, right? So it's a lot. Right, yeah. Playing Doom on the Switch is awesome, but but yeah, like you said, you you had like your your Wolfenstein, then your Doom then your Quake, and then the next yep. big step there was, like, the arena multiplayer shooters, yep. like Quake 3 yep. Arena. That's when you started Tournament. moving into, yeah. And had, that was you know, awesome, Duke, Duke too. Duke 3D it's, was in there. and It yeah. still had that, like, arcade fun feel, whereas when, when like, uh, Call of Duty really started taking off and stuff, it kind of was, like, everybody was, like, trying to be too hardcore or edgy or some yeah. shit. Well... Yeah, the the first the first iterations of Call of Duty were not great games. They they were good. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you had Call of Duty and Medal of Honor, and Medal of Honor whooped Call of Duty yeah, Medal every of single Honor time. Was way better back and then. And then that's right. And then Call of Duty three came out, right? And it was really good, like as far as it goes for a Call of Duty game. And then they released uh, Modern Warfare. As soon as Modern Warfare came out, boom! Call of Duty basically just pinned right to mm. the top. 
and then you didn't see anything else until Battlefield, or uh, was it Battlefield? Yeah. Uh, the um, Bad Company uh, games were coming out around the same time right. as well. And then it got the, more the, like arcade funny. And, and then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden there was just a whitewash of... Uh, of FPS games, and they were mm-hmm. they were all the same. They were carbon yes. copies of each other. You had you had Call of Duty uh, after Call of Duty after Call of Duty. I think there was one year where they released two in the same year, right? Because it's the same game. They're just putting new, new faces skins, on it, changing the story yeah. a little bit, and people weren't buying it for the single player story anymore. They wanted their multiplayer. Yeah, they wanted multiplayer and they wanted zombies, and that yeah. was it. That was what they wanted to play, and uh, and so so all of the all of the work ended up going in over onto the multiplayer side of the house. Yeah, and what ended up happening was the single player. There was one game the single player was like four hours. Yeah, three long. hours. Yeah, awful. Yeah, I, I mean the the, the 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 single player story was good for what it was, but it was like it's over already because they're like you guys you guys don't even want the single player mm-hmm. why are we going to put any resources to it we'll just give you the online and you'll be good to go and it was about that time when i walked out yeah right that that was when i was like well I, i've got what i needed because i don't really do i don't really do the online fps like with randoms i'll do it with yeah, friends yeah, and yeah. stuff like that but i mean that's that's just not my thing and so so what ended up happening is then that's when i kind of walked away and then it, all of a sudden it just went and and then uh that's when you have fortnite uh, uh, PUBG, um, what was the other was one? Like Daisy. Uh, Daisy was in there. You had uh, what was what Apex, was the other one? Or not? No. A- what the hell is that one? Well, Apex Apex Legends was a little bit later, but there was another one in there that was H one Z one. That was the oh one. yeah, uh, and it, and it and, it, and those that. those kind of where Battle Royale started coming out mm-hmm. as a uh, like a mod or like an expansion right. kind of thing. Right. It wasn't its and, own it, it was its right. own genre but it wasn't its own game yet. Right. And now now you've got and I said Fortnite earlier. I didn't I meant Fortnite lands here where Fortnite and Apex and you've got Call of Duty Warzone and all these other yeah. games. And and they're they're just they they're they're high paced, very very fast action packed yeah. but it's all multiplayer and it's it's you drop in you do your thing and they're fun i mean that is that is where the that is the esports level of things yeah. that is the if you if you're going to be the the pro fps gamer that those are the games you're playing yeah. right people aren't playing the old ones anymore yeah because they don't they don't translate right you you go from like a doom uh to where doom is now right like it is it is it is literally leaps and bounds ahead of it and while the story and the essence of the game is there it's nothing like its predecessor yeah literally i would say like doom it. is more like like doom now is more like that quake 3 arena unreal tournament era which is which is super fresh now because yeah. everything yeah. now is is a battle royale shooter i think the reason battle royale took off to be completely honest is there's only a few people that are really fucking good at first-person shooter games. The rest suck, like me. And <laughs> and here's the thing. Um, I have played a little bit of Fortnite, like, back like a couple years ago. And yep. here's the thing. You die, you hit a button, you hit a button again, you're back in another game. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, there's yeah. no, yep. like, oh, I keep dying, now i got to wait to respawn, yep. right? I think. Do you want to know the other reason why people are into those games? It's a four-letter word. F R E E. They're free to play games. That's true. So you can get a million people playing your game if you give it away for free. I thought you were gonna say fart. <laughs> what? Farts? I don't know. You get a million farts. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I can't so you, you four can, letters. F A R T. Four letters. F A R T. Fart. 
Um, though you can look. The thing is that you you can you can get so many people into your game if you if you just hand it out for free. And and I gotta admit, it works really well. Yeah, it does. I will pick up a game if it is free. I will pick that game up just to try it. Simply just for the fact that, hey, it was free, I gave it a shot, I liked it, I didn't like it, whatever, I moved on. If I get, you know, five minutes, 30 minutes out of it, so be it, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so now it's become this whole realm of things where they're like, hey, we'll give you the game, but if you want specific content, that's when you we're going to charge hey, you. Yeah. Right? And so, so even then, it's even involved, it's evolved even further into that where... It's it's you've got you've got the free games where the money goes to cosmetic stuff that doesn't matter, and you've got the free games that go to actual in-game proper items. Excuse me, <laughs> that do <laughs> do matter, uh, and <laughs> um, and and that do matter, right? So, and you're seeing that side of things die off, yeah, because people don't want to download your game and then pay for the content to actually need it, yeah. So then you go to the cosmetic side because. Because what is a cosmetics? Like, cosmetic items are incredibly... Uh, people want them. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be that guy on the server who has that that, uh, that uh, character skin that nobody else has. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, man, look at this guy, right? Um, and, and it literally does nothing to the game, but yeah. all of a sudden now you have that. You see it in Overwatch, right? Team Fortress 2 is doing it with their crates. You would pay money, out oh, of yeah, the crate would like come a uh, cosmetic item, yeah, and you yeah. would have a hat. And then you'd see this guy in the game who's got this big beard and a funny-looking hat. And it's like, wow, look at this guy. And and you find out he spent, like, 400 bucks yeah, on Yeah, they're always, like, ridiculously expensive, too. It's stupid. You know, Payday 2 was in the exact same spot, right? They gave the game away for free at a certain point. Did they're they? Like, here you go, play the game. Yeah, they did. Oh. They're like, here you go, have it. Free I love game. that game, by the way. But here's crates. Um, and and so so I think I think that's kind of where those types of games are evolving into, and it and it makes sense, right? From a developer point of view, the one thing you need for your game to survive is people playing it mm -hmm. for those types of games, yeah. right? Um, and I mean for all for types all of games. games. <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. But I mean for to, to keep a to keep an online game alive, you need people online. Yeah. Right, so that's why you saw the sudden shift of everybody going free to play because that brings the people in there, and then they're like, okay, now that they're here, how do I get money out of them? I either got to get it by advertising, I get it by, uh, you know, a gotcha machine type of thing, or uh, we do some type of cosmetic costume thing where you can buy it. We'll make them limited edition. These ones will be worth yeah. more because they're only available for a week and or two, and then to, they'll be gone. It's, it's kind of like gacha games too, right? Gacha games yeah. are like that yeah. where. You have to be like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta roll, I gotta roll, I gotta roll, because it's gone in like two weeks. I'll never be able to get that item, and I really want it, kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. One yeah. thing, uh, one thing with with first person shooters, like, I like to, I'm, I'm not a big first person shooter fan, and I like to like categor categorize it in one fucking title, first person shooters. But it's not like that at all now. Um, you've no. got like, like Overwatch. I would say is more relatable to like that old arcadey. Uh, Quake Three Arena style, really. Yep. If you think about it, it. yep. Because you're not getting yep. experience points, right? You're not, you're not getting stuff that's gonna make your character better. You know Correct. what I mean? Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not increasing, you're not increasing, or, or there's, there's no RP elements in the game. Yeah, exactly. Like that, right? Yeah, and it's just like in Quake Three Arena, you just select your character. The difference being each character actually is different, right? So that's mm -hmm. that's a mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, they all have a personality. Yeah, and a story. 
and and different wet like this guy is better at this he does this yeah. right so it's more character. like a this specialized a yeah, yeah version of like that old quake 3 arena but even like the ps2 the ps2 was a really cool and crappy era for the first person shooter because you had <laughs> there was no standardized first person uh shooter controls yet on controllers so you had yeah. like some games controlled like shit some games controlled awesome <laughs> But then that's when you had, like, the Serious Sam games and stuff come out, which are probably, yeah. like, my favorite for first-person shooters. Are, those are good games. I forgot about Serious Sam. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just like your typical, like, backpedal and shoot, mo- like, hordes yeah. of enemies. Like, that's what I love. Yeah. Just mowing yeah. dudes down, running backwards <laughs> for my life. But, but you had games like that. And then you had games that were like Call of Duty 2, right? Like a serious like war story, um, Medal, of, Medal of Honor games, right? On I played a lot yeah. of Medal of Honor on PC. Um, there's like Allied Assault, Spearhead, Breakthrough, all those. They, they really took off. But I think the, the first-person shooter, there's so many different variants of first-person shooter now. There is. Yeah, I mean that's and and it and and it was it was it was a natural uh, divergence, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean the the thing is that where where we if we go back again to where Doom was, where Quake was, it was it was one of a kind. Yeah, and it wasn't a first person shooter, right? It was a like you said, it was, it was a essentially maze. a maze with sh- it was a puzzle shooting. game with mm-hmm. guns. Yeah, <laughs> right. Really. So so the thing is, it's you had to go through and you had to find the collectible. It was hidden in a room somewhere. You had to figure out what the what the boss strategies were for this one guy, or you'd get yourself killed. Where you are now, it is it is is changed from that for the most part. And I mean, I, I hate to say it across the board because obviously there's outliers. In yeah, every, everything. In every aspect yeah, of it. So but I mean, it, under your your standard run of the mill uh, battle royale first person shooter, your your uh, reaction time. Right, your the way that you play it, the 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 your accuracy, those things matter more than anything else in the game. If you can constantly get headshots, you can constantly be good at that game. Mm-hmm, yeah. If you can stay out of uh, the fire, then you can you you're better at that game than other people are. Right, that that's kind of the trade off of where it's at. So it's changed the way that the game actually plays. It's less on the the thing. You basically land. You know, if you think about Fortnite, you land in a in a field with buildings. Yeah. There's buildings in the way. It's no puzzle. Yeah. yeah. It, there's there's no there's no there's no real difficulty in that regard to it. Mm-hmm. The difficulty comes in the skill of the other players. That's true. Yeah. And yourself, right? like your own skill and the skill of the other yeah, players. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, the, that's, that's your balance. Those old it. games did require skill. Like you wanted, to, you still have to stay oh, alive. Yeah. It's a different type, though. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. One thing um, that, as as much as I'll like, I don't, I don't say I, I wouldn't say I shit on Halo a lot, but I'm not like a big Halo <laughs> guy. Like I don't really like yep. Halo. For years, I would say. Um, because people were like, oh my god, Halo revolutionized the first-person shooter. And I would say, no, it did not. But, no, it didn't, no. But but it did on console. It, it console, really, yes. Because there was a couple games that did use that, that control method that Halo used. But because Halo was so popular, Halo, yep. uh, that, that became the control method for all first-person shooters on console. And it worked really well. And, and the yep. other thing about Halo is you went from... Um, Medal of Honor, right, on PC, where if you got shot, I got shot a couple times, right? Um, yep. My health says 10. I have 10 health now. Mm-hmm. I have to find yep. a health pickup. If I can't find yep. a health pickup, I am fucked. 
But now, yeah, good luck. Now, first-person shooters, because of Halo, really, Halo revolutionized this. You you get shot. Okay, you have a shield. You can recharge yep. that shield if you can get take cover for a little while. Get out, get out of the get out of the firefight. Yep. And pretty much every single uh, first person yep. shooter game, except I don't think battle royales do it, but every first person shooter game pretty much has that now, unless it's like those yeah. arena ones and and yeah. uh, battle royales, right? Like Call of Duty. Yep. If you're playing regular Call of Duty, you hide for a bit, your health is going to come back to full health. What I'm hearing from you right now, Duke. Is we need more roast beef in the walls. We need to be yeah, able to wall, punch a wall, wall chicken and shit, and pull out a chicken. That is exact. That is that is the answer to Ooh, to all the questions. <laughs> Speaking of questions, we should get to we our, do, that, our there's chats. A bunch of there's stuff been a lot. In, there's been a lot of here. chat going on. Um, yeah. Let's see just, here. Just pop it, pop it, pop it out as you can. I've got, I've got a bunch of stuff going on in here. Uh, I've got Re Retro Realms at basically has a question. He says, um, "Why is it nowadays that games are being released that aren't finished? For example, Cyberpunk went back even on the PS3 example, Uncharted. Games were made, finished, they were tested, and they were released. Uh, there's a really simple answer for that. And F Finny touched base on this too." is that games are released now with access to the internet. The intention is that they're going to auto-update. I think that's only a piece of the answer, though. Personally, from my point of view, the reason why that game is so broken is because, and we touched base on this on a, either the last podcast or the one before, but this is, this is the triple-A developer life cycle. If you're owned by Activision, by EA, by any of these big companies, right? They say, that game comes out on this date, I don't care what state it is. You're releasing it. Period. Yeah. End of story. And so what ended up happening with with uh, Cyberpunk is they they had that date date. They had that release date, and they said, "Look, our game is a is a mess. It is a disaster. We cannot release it on this day. We need more time." And so uh, basically, what ended up happening was they're like, "All right, fine. We will give you this much more time." And that's it. And so basically, they got it. They earned another month before they started having to uh, distribute it. And so what happens is the game moves into distribution while broken, and they're like, oh, "That's okay. We'll fix it in a day one patch." But I think they severely underestimated how much how broken it was. They actually had to fix mm -hmm. because the game is still the game's been out for what? It came out in November, November ish of last year. Yeah. Right. It's so we're been talking out for almost, almost half six a year. Months, yeah. It's to, as far as I'm concerned, it's still unplayable. Really? It, it is. It is. It's unplayable on the console and on the PC. It is. It's playable, but barely. Right. As far as it goes, if you have, uh, if you have your characters um, who talk to you, and and it's one of the funniest things to ever happen, too. By the way, the game's such a broken mess. But they're they're basically like you'll, be, you'll walk up to a guy and he'll be like, "Oh, hello, good to see you." <laughs> yeah, you see that a lot. And then he's like, <laughs> Everybody's just he just T-poses on you, man. He just, he just T-poses and floats up into the sun, <laughs> and you never see him again. He's just gone. It's like, okay, listen, if I got guys T-posing and floating off to the sun six months <laughs> game's after, that game, finished, the game probably should have been released a year after, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, that's that's. I think another problem. I think another reason that happens is because you have the... The the and I I don't want to say the kids of today are are like stupid or whatever, but you've got the the, the younger gamers and stuff that are kind of conditioned to just be like you're lucky you're getting anything at all. You know what I yeah. mean? So they'll they'll still pay for it, 
And then the developers now know this because they've conditioned people to do that. Yeah. And so they will release uh, Final Fantasy yeah. VII Remake. That's only Midgar. <laughs> you know what I mean? For 80 fucking dollars. And I don't, I don't think that's a that's a younger gamer solely. That's no, just a, that's, that's true. just the gamer apologist. Yeah, that's you know, a there's, lot. There's, there's a lot. people, there's people there who are just so hardcore fan of of whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Like you know, they take they take a crap and they wrap it in tinfoil and they are like, here you go, here's your new game. Here's Gundam like, oh, Breaker Three or new Gundam oh, Breaker, man. kids. Don't, don't even don't even say Can't those say words that. that's to a, me. I'm gonna that's bleep just, that, that hurts. out in, oh, in post. Oh, oh, that hurts really bad. <laughs> um, the the thing is that. Um, you 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 have you have that level of apologists out there, right? Who are like, look, don't just just leave them alone. They have a hard job. It's like, look, I understand that they have a hard job. Let's take the pressure. Let's take the the AAA titles pressure off of that character. There was there was years, okay. If you think back, way back for Blizzard, for example, right? Uh, Blizzard was known for releasing quality games. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they're not anymore. But I mean, you look you look back for the span from Diablo one to Diablo two to the expansion for Diablo two, Lord, uh, Lord of Dark, uh, Lord of Destruction. Okay, there is a, there is a massive year gap in this. The 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 gap from StarCraft one to StarCraft two, massive year gap. And the reason for that is because they actually gave a crap about what mm. that game looked like. And then they released it once they had a fully fleshed out proper game, right? And then, then the job's not done. They're still patching it and fixing it up, but it's already a stable working game at that point, yeah. right? And I think those days are gone because the the problem is that the 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 contracts that these com these gaming companies are under, right? And we we haven't got to the the indies yet because there, there's a whole bit that we should be talking about here with indies. But the thing is that these massive games. They're put under these contracts, and they accept that. They go under that for the for the dollars and cents that come with that game release, right? Mass Effect is is a perfect example of this. Yeah, because you have Mass Effect One that was released with Bioware with no EA. You have Mass Effect Two that was released from Bioware just before EA took it over. EA took it over about a month before uh, Mass Effect Two came out, so it was it was still mostly Bioware. You look at Mass Effect 3, that is a pure EA title, it was a mess on launch. It was such a mess on launch that they had to release a patch, of, like, and it wasn't, it wasn't like the week after, by the way, we're talking months down the line. They had to release a patch that, that fixed, fixed the ending of the game. The ending! The <laughs> ending of the game! That's how bad it was, The one that was, they've been right? building up for three games. <laughs> exactly! You're talking about 200 in-game hours. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this ending is going to be so good. You guys, every decision you've made along the way, yeah. from Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, into 3, it's all going to be there. It's going to be amazing. And then you get to the end, yeah. and it's like... Yeah, didn't you say there's like there's basically like... Three choice, two or three. Choices, Boiled down to three basically. choices. Yeah, it whittles it, it down. It was send out the red beam, the green beam, or the blue and beam, you, and every one of them does the same thing. No. <laughs> and don't you just you make that decision at the end of the game, so it's not at like your your stuff yep. like puts you on that path. So, 
<laughs> and and I'm I'm oversimplifying. I am oversimplifying this. There is there is story here. Oh, there's yeah. lore. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Okay. There's a lot of stuff with the ending of Mass Effect Three that people have added in over the years, where they're like, "Well, this is probably what happened." But the thing is that Bioware is not the one saying that. It's the fans. The people are. Yeah. The fans are the ones saying that. Bioware is just not stopping stuff them. Stuff to make it not right? suck as much. And, kind of and thing. so and so what it, what ends up happening is and 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 I'm talking about the first time through when I played that game the first time through without the fixed ending of it. Right. Um, you get to the end of the game, uh, a game all about choices. Everything up to this point yeah. was you. If you don't like talking to this reporter, punch her in the face and keep on walking. Yeah. Right? You get all the way through two hundred and game hours to the ending where they're like, "Which path would you like to Aww. walk down? These three paths." And it's like, "Can I not walk down these paths?" No, you must walk a path. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and like I said, I'm I am over. We could probably do an entire podcast purely just on this one. Maybe we'll aim that once the uh, the, the, the remakes the remaster comes up. Yeah. But but I mean the 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 thing is that um, that 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 in itself actually fits in with the evolution. Can you imagine them releasing an NES game? Or an SNES game, anything before anything. Well, let's say pre-internet, right? For consoles, yeah. Can you imagine them releasing a game that had a busted ending? Yeah. Well, they did release a what? lot of trash back then, but nobody played it. Well, like you knew correct. right away if this game was shit, and you told all your That's friends. That's right. Sorry. I guess. I guess to make that to make that to make that like for like, let's say they were like, guess what? We've got the Legend of Zelda three coming out on NES, and you play Legend of Zelda three, and you get to the end. And then um, all it is 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 uh, Zelda's dead. That's it. <laughs> well, why is she dead? I'm not telling. Game over. Have a great life. <laughs> See you later. Anymore. Right? Like, I mean... <laughs> One thing I do... I mean... It's yeah. Just, yeah, sorry, go ahead. One thing I do want to say, though, is... Because um, we're you were talking about it kind of at the beginning of the podcast here. And it's, it's kind of weird because... We were talking about how the uh, games on the NES pushed the, the limitations, right? So you had your limitations that were about at this level, right? But yep, then you had the yep. NES games that were like, we can figure out a way to weasel more more data on this cartridge, right? So they'd kind of push the ceiling up a little bit. Push the ceiling up a little bit. And then um, the PlayStation. Yeah, like any console, the early games, the ceiling was about here, like pretty low right and then as mm -hmm. as the console came, was around the games kind of raised the ceiling a bit i feel like since the ps3 i want to say since the ps3 era the the ceiling that the console is is capable of doing is way up here but what developers uh -huh. are able to do with it are down here and as each console generation comes out that gap is not is not catching up it's getting further no. so we are not yeah. playing like when we play ps4 games these games are not pushing the limits of the ps4 like almost none That's i right. would say oh yeah and it, well i mean prime example and they do this every every console launch it's always the same thing too we, i mean man we're back on the damn console launch titles again but ps5 spider-man miles morales you take that game and you have the ps4 pro and you've got the PS5. Yeah, it's the same fucking game. And, it, and it's the same thing. 
Don't show me the links. No, this one's 4K and that one's not 4K. Uh, come on. Yeah. You're looking at the same it's thing. The same it doesn't game. matter. You're not looking at the pixels. You're looking at the screen. Yeah. I don't care. Your brain can only translate so much of this. Yeah. It's so don't don't give don't piss in my face and tell me it's raining. That's not how it works. It's it is it is the same game. Don't let them off the hook. Yeah. If they're gonna if they're gonna make you pay, if they're gonna make you pay, I know I'm spitting. I'm so mad. I'm spitting. <laughs> yeah, it's if if they're gonna make you pay seven hundred bucks for a new console and give you the same game that you have on the console yeah, you already it, have, man. don't buy it. Simple. Very simple. Another thing is that over time, and, and you're right, that, that gap exists through the life of that console because by the time that they kind of hit that peak and, and over time those games as they're being developed, they're getting better and they're looking better and everything looks awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now the, then the PS5 will be gone and here comes the PS6. Yeah. There's still kind of this gap, still, this air even gap. When, yeah, even between. when the PS6 comes out, I feel like they will not hit the, the, the cap of what the PS5 hard can now. do. Yeah. Just like yeah. they never did with the PS4, just like they never did with the PS3. I feel like I feel like it's more important now to come out with a new console than it is to to push the limits of these consoles. I feel exactly. I feel like that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, and it, consider considering the cycles that the new graphics cards, the processors, and all the technology that's here. To be perfectly honest with you. I think we only have a couple more iterations of consoles before they're done. Yeah. Before consoles don't exist anymore, there you, you see it already happening with Xbox's Game Pass and with Sony's. Uh, what do they call PlayStation it? PlayStation. It's not now. Game Pass. PlayStation Now or yeah. whatever it is, right? You can play that on it, PC. It'll be, I think. It'll be service based, yeah. and so what they'll sell you is a box. It'll be a, like a little console, like a little little connection point that connects to the internet, and then you pull your resources from the internet. Yeah, you'll pay Sony twenty five bucks a month or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, and you'll never have to buy another console. Yeah, right. Which kind you'll of just sucks because you have can't the own the games then, right? You don't really that, own. But they—that's what they you want. Yeah, they don't want you to absolutely. own the games because they're like. Pfft, Go ahead and buy it digitally on the PS One. You're gonna get rid of your PS One and have the PS Two. Yeah, and, and then, then you'll, you'll buy the, the game again. You'll buy it on again. That fucking console. <laughs> yeah, it's the best plan. I mean, that's that is basically where this where this is going, yeah. right? Um, and and it's inevitable, and that's it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just you you're seeing the death of of that. It's bad for the consumer. It, you know, it is bad for the consumer. No matter no matter what it way is. you look yeah. at it. Yeah, it is. I mean, at the end of the day. The person buying the stuff is the one losing, because you're you're mm -hmm. you're never actually getting ahead of the curve. But the thing is that that it is that is that is the full evolution of the console itself. It will eventually land into right. that. Unfortunately, that world. I, I think you're right. And and it's and it's it sucks, right? Yeah. I mean, but the thing is now now consider this, right? And this this is kind of my own fanfic of sorts, right? But but the thing is that that the consoles will go this way. And, and this is where I want to unpin Indie. Indie will save the day. They'll come out with, with some console. type of indie console yeah, that, that plays amazing. indie games. Yep. And then that'll be the death of the AAA titles. That's true. Now, I can see those, that those AAA, too, yeah, those AAA titles are never going away. The Call of Duties, 
those are here for life. Yeah. The whatevers, the battle royales, not not for life, but I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, is yeah. is they're they're not going away anytime soon. Right. That is the type of games that people want to play. So they'll continue to make that type of game. They'll just put different flavors on it. There was one game, uh, Spellbreak or something like that. It was called where it was a battle royale, but you were a wizard. You were firing magic off instead of using guns. Yeah. You would find a thing. It would change the magic that you do. Right. Yeah. So so you'll see them pushing the boundaries of of those. But I would really like to see like that that indie console and and we've seen like the Ouya for example was an Ooh, indie that's console. That's too bad, dude. Whatever <laughs> happened? They were making a new Intellivision. Do you know whatever happened with that? No idea. I gotta look that. No I gotta idea. look that up. I have to check that. Um, out. but I do want to get to some some stuff from chat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kalme yeah, said yeah, like half an hour ago. Um, <laughs> he said gaming also used to be a lot more of a niche thing back in the NES Super that's NES true. days. Most gamers had the time that's because true. we were nerds. Now the market is much more open to the vast majority of folks and therefore we have this shift where the average skill level is significantly lower than it once was and developers have to cater to this in order to make them sales that makes sense right because that makes total sense me and you have been playing games our whole life but because of how popular games are now you're going to have all these people that either never played games or never played games to this level we literally had this exact discussion today when you, we sent a message, and I was like, uh, I was talking, we were talking about Final Fantasy. I was like, bring back Sakaguchi. And Duke's like, yeah, but he's making these games for Apple Arcade. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, There it is. There it is. In order to play games now, you have to have a friggin' phone, and you play them on your stupid iPhone mm-hmm. instead of a real console. It drives me nuts. I hate that. I, I do I hate mobile hate, gaming. I hate mobile gaming. I don't like it, not even a little bit. Yeah, dude, I absolutely hate mobile gaming. <laughs> it's too funny. Um, the other thing, the other than, the nice thing is though, like like talking about Fantasian, is you can play that. Um, you can play that on your TV. There are ways, especially if you have like Apple TV stuff like that. You yeah. can play that with a PS4 controller. Yeah, it's Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll find a way. I'm gonna play that game because Sakaguchi has made some of the best games of all time. Uh, absolutely. Don't don't and get me wrong. The, I'm sure the game's fantastic. The best part but. is Nobu Uematsu did the soundtrack. It's the same dynamic duo that's so, always been doing those games. So it's so it's ba- so it's basically a Final it's Fantasy. Final game Fantasy, Final not Fantasy. this fucking yeah. shit that they've been shitting out lately, you know what I mean? <laughs> no Murad. Um I, I've got I've got a bunch of stuff kind of pop. I yeah. missed. So here's the thing. I missed a ton of stuff in chat. I, <laughs> yeah, I can, and I just I just can't scroll back up. I I'm gonna full on apologize. Uh, Retro says this is called relax retro talk. This is a heated angry rant. <laughs> we're we're not we're not heated or angry. No. We're we're passionate. The thing is the thing is that and I hope you you guys agree is that. Um, the the whole the, this whole podcast was on the evolution of games, right? And we're literally talking about the full fledged, the life and death, the cycle of it, right? Um, where this is headed, and where people basically want it to go, right? When I say people, I don't mean like Us. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the corporations, people, that, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Publishers. Where they want it to go is is they want to soak you for every penny that you have. So they're going to come up with limitless subscriptions, and there's going to be boxes and everything. And you, and you saw it, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, right? When it We've first been playing came that. Out, oh my God, man! Right, like that is that is the what games they that they want to create. They want a game where they want you, where you want to play that game, but the only way that you can play it is by giving them money for a chance, like a gambling chance. Ooh, remember when? Uh, remember when game? This was the PS3 era. Uh, games would come out, and you 
if you bought, so if I bought this game brand new, it would have like an online code in it. Remember that? Yeah. And then if you bought yep. it used, you would have to pay that game yep. company so you could play <laughs> online. So brutal. I'm glad that's, Some I don't think stuff, that's around anymore, but uh, that no, was it, fucking it, it, that died horrible, off real man. quick. Well, yeah, and I mean, it was the same thing with the first first uh, iteration of the Xbox One. It was the same thing. When you bought a game, it was locked to that console, and, and it was dead. You oh would never be God. able to use it somewhere else, right? Um, it, it's it's it is it is inevitable that that's where it's going. The only thing standing in the way are people like us mm -hmm. who are like, "What are you doing? Get out of here! If you want to go and create those kinds of games, go play it on the mobile games. Yeah. Go play it on the phones." Take your, your gambling and go stick it on the iPhones. Yeah. Leave the console stuff alone. Here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. You get everything. You get We're, everything in this podcast. As much as saying. it sounds like people are going to be like, oh, you're entitled. You're complaining. We're not complaining. We no, want... No, I'm not even... I'm not complaining at all. We no, want all. games to continue to get better. That's what we want. We yeah. want games I, to get I better up, instead of worse. I picked up Cyberpunk on release. I did. I picked it up because the thing is that when those games drop, you grab them. When the next Elder Scrolls game comes out, I will pick that one up too. I picked up Fallout 4 when it came out. But the problem is that every time the AAA, the AAA companies, and I know that this is turning into another AAA versus indie thing. Yeah, we yeah. hate on the AAA titles. But frankly, the AAA titles are either a sequel, a remake, a remaster, or the same game released under a different pretense, right? Yeah. You have a prequel, or you have something. There's no fresh ideas coming out of there anymore. Yeah, not very often. Right? Like, and it's, when you it's, do it's have when you thing. do have a AAA game from a AAA company, chances are, if it is really good, it's because they're outsourcing it to another company to make that. Or game they fun. bought it off of an indie group. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're like outsourcing right? it to someone. Yeah. They were just like, eh, that's a great game, let's buy it. They buy the company up, and then they make it bad from that point forward. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, they make it bad. <laughs> or they'll buy the company and then be like, yeah, we're never making any other any games that these guys were making. Yeah, well, and, that, that's, and that's just it. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. Like, you'll, you'll have, uh, like, when Microsoft bought, like, Rare, and they're like, all right, uh, we're going to make one Banjo-Kazooie game. It's going to be a very terrible Heart racing game, and uh, also no more Conquer's Bad Fur Day either. Like, why'd you buy it if forever. you didn't make any yep. of the fucking games? It's it's just uh, uh, I'll never I'll never understand it. Um, Rocket Monkey says AAA titles are released broken and or unfinished, where indie games are released as early access. There's no difference. I disagree. Right? I I think I think both AAA and indie games utilize the early access. Um, it's more like a beta test and stuff. Like I remember um, on the PS3, yeah. you could buy, you could get um, access to like the. I remember playing the Resistance 2 beta, right? And you just send like right. feedback and shit. But it but was those, free. Those are betas, though. Those are full fledged betas. What what Rocket Monkey's referring to is is a game that you buy as early access, which means you pay that game, you buy it now. It's not ready to go yet. You get that. You get access to however it exists in yeah, its current yeah. state, and then they're gonna keep building on it. And they're kind of keep like they. It's like they released it. Like I mean, literally that they released it early. Um, but the game is is so unfinished. Where where a lot of times, like for example, I bought Baldur's Gate three, which was early access. Where you'll play, let's say I put 30 hours into this game, and they're like, hey, we're releasing a major update this week, so everybody's progress is being reset to zero. Ooh. Dead. Not Oof, good. Gone. That's not good. So, so, so I never went back. I was like, well, forget it then. I'll play this game when it's actually properly yeah, released. Yeah, that's not good. And, 
And that's the slap on the wrist that needs to happen every now and then, where it's like, okay, this is this is not what I want. Um, Valheim get brought up as as early access, and that's another one too. It's it's the idea that that these indie companies will come up and they'll 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 a lot of times it's because they run out of money. But the thing is that mm. they they release the game in in a functional state, but not a completed state, yeah. because they want you to buy in, and then having you buying in is what brings them. In the resources to, to finish the developing. Game. Yeah, that's right? true. And I think um, a lot of them do it because they want to know what the players like and they want to know yeah. re- what direction you yeah. want to take it before the yeah. game is finished. The- I, I'm okay. I'm okay with early access. I don't have an issue with that. With the with the asterisks being on how how early how yeah. early is this access, right? I've only ever bought one early access game, and that's that thirty uh, XX. It's like that Mega oh, Man yeah. yep. Mega Man X game. Yep. And, uh, but that's worked out really well for you. It's been awesome. And every like yeah. couple months or whatever, it's, uh, there's like new stages or new shit yeah, you, you can do, content. but my character hasn't been erased. So that's, that, that would <laughs> fucking crush me, man. That would be that. brutal. Well, and I mean, the things you don't have to install the update, you can keep playing on the version that you have. Right. But I mean, for me, I have my, my stuff set to automatically update. So yeah. if that, if they push that through, it's gone. It's just toast. I, and they, they warn you. They tell you, like, hey, you're playing early access. Here's some know, of the things that's that the can thing, happen. Yeah, you know what you're signing up for when it says yeah, early so it's, access. It's not like you can even be mad at them about mm-hmm. it. And the other right? thing is if an indie game company is, is releasing something early access, um, odds are it's like 20 to $30. It's not yeah. We're not we're not talking we're not talking indie bucks. You know what I mean? That's a huge yeah. And difference. Cyberpunk, let's be real. Cyberpunk was not early access. That no. was full fledged release. That was released delayed by like almost a year late access. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's just it's just one of those things. I I can't I can't sh- I can't shit on the indies too much though because the thing is that. I, I, the last games that I've played that have not been retro games, okay, the newest games that I've played, every single one of the indie games has been an absolute banger. Absolute. And every one of the AAA games has sucked really bad, yeah. right? Like, and it's, it's just this, this dichotomy where it's at. We talked about this in one of the other podcasts where, where the ideas are happening in the indie space because they have... What we we were talking about Passion. earlier, where they have that and they've got that air gap to work with. They ha- they know that they have a ceiling in there and mm-hmm. that they can work within that and they can do what they want and they can release it on their own time frame. They don't have to worry about deadlines or That's any of these true, other yeah. things that they would if they were under a contract with EA, right? They've got they've obviously they've got contracts and whatever the the companies that they to work with, but yeah. If you're if you're one guy working on a game, Stardew Valley, for example, if you're concerned, yeah, eight, you can do whatever you're the fuck doing you want. your thing. Yeah, he was re- he was replying in Twitter to some some guy was like, "This is a thing that's broken in Stardew Valley." He responded back. He was like, "Hey, I just fixed it. You'll get the patch." Yeah, I saw that. I saw a screenshot of that. Done. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's it's just that that is that is the that is the game. That's where that's where gaming is going. It is actually going, and and, and it's splitting. Right. You're mm-hmm. seeing the you're seeing that split happen where the AAA titles are heading off to you know even further into not heading off into it even further into the DLCs, yeah. the the gambling stuff, the trading card stuff. The you know there's a, there's a current meta so that if you bought all this stuff now, it's no good. Six months from now, you got to 
rebuy more. You know, Hearthstone is a perfect example of this, right? Where you have um, to pay the, if you want. You have to keep. You have to keep up, and so you buy these cards and you pay for this stuff and you build your deck, and then three months later they retire some of these cards out. Now you got to replace them. Well, guess what? If they if those were your key cards in your deck, you're, you're building a new deck. Yeah. And when you're building a new deck, they're like, "Here's a new, uh, here's a new uh, expansion we're doing. These cards are brand new. Here's one free package, and yeah. you're gonna need to buy 300 more packages if you want to build one of these decks. You don't know what you're doing. You yeah, or you need pitch. the in-game currency, which you have to blow up cards in order to get. Which means you have to buy more cards to yeah. blow up cards to get the in-game currency. Good, like, and and the thing is, the thing is that. You could sit here and you could be mad at them about it, but but what they've done is they've built a business purely on that, where they're yeah. just raking in money hand and over fist. People still play it. There's a lot of people, and people are perfectly that fine. Game. That's that's a massively played game. Yeah. Hearthstone, and it's fun. Hearthstone is fun to play, but for somebody like me who's been out of it for years, it's impossible for me to get back into it without spending money. Yeah, one thing I do want to say um, is is we can't kid ourselves. Um, there are probably a lot more shitty indie games than there are good ones. But just, oh, like, yeah. just like what I say is like anime in the 90s, only the good stuff is... Like, we only see the good stuff. You know what I mean? That's right. Like, you look yeah. at like anime now, it's like fucking horrible. Like, lots of yeah. shit. Like, garbage. <laughs> but back then, the only stuff that made it to North America was the good Cowboy stuff. Bebop. So we thought all anime was good. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how indie games are right now. You know, we're kind of at that at that point right now where we're, you're kind of only really seeing the good stuff. And that's yeah. kind of the best way to do it, really. That's that's true. That's true, true to a degree. I mean, the thing is with, with, uh, with game clients like Steam and Epic Games and all these, you have access to all of the indie games that are released mm -hmm. on those platforms. The thing is that the the best ones rise to the top Absolutely. and they become visible that way. You you can go in there and you can find all the stinkers. Yeah. But the thing is that if I pay twelve bucks on a game and it's a stinker, all right, it's not it was twelve bucks. bucks. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. If I spend a hundred dollars on a stinker when it shouldn't have been a stinker, yeah, that's a problem for me. New gun that's breaker. a big problem for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, every time now, now from this point forward, every podcast we have is just going to be bagging on new, new yeah. gun to break. I, I feel like in editing, I should just bleep it every time too. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, basically, exactly. we've covered most of of how different genres have evolved over time, the way gaming yeah. is going, the way we hope it goes. Um, I guess the only the only other thing we haven't really talked about is VR, which is really mm. becoming more and more popular. Like. Um, my friends, out of my, like, friends, our friends group, um, there's probably almost, like, once Paul gets it, there's probably more people that have VR than don't, which is crazy yep. to think about. That's true. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have a headset. I, I picked up an Oculus Rift, uh, and, or an Oculus Quest. It's fun, dude. <laughs> I, I thought it was dumb. I, I I was like I was like I'm now I'm not getting that I wear glasses this sucks I, wear I don't want to have this thing on my face I don't have this thing on my face and they, I've never heard of half of these games uh, I gotta tell you dude it's it's ridiculous it is I thought it was gonna be gimmicky as all hell I'm it's the same thing it uh, used I had to be the same kind of oh hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. You look at some of those old ones, and I mean, the thing is, too, you see the, some of the VR sets that are like the cardboard box that you slip your phone into to Ooh. get the VR kind of look. I used that but, I mean, for the a thing little is, while. Yeah, the, the thing is that um, with where the way these headsets work, and, and uh, the reason I got the Oculus Quest was on the price. 
because the thing is that the Valve Index is the VR headset, the headset. If you want to play VR, that's the one you want. It's eleven hundred dollars. Holy fuck! No. And I'm way. like, I'm I'm just not doing. No oh, way. by the way, it's it's eleven hundred dollars, and you need a two thousand dollar computer in order to actually play these things. So <laughs> so yeah, the evolution of VR is is there with. With, I gotta say, with the Quest. Now, the thing that sucks about the Quest is it is tied in like this with Facebook. Like, it is, oh, it, is so a, it is a it is a Zuckerberg machine, man. Like, that thing is watching you all the time. No, That's I'm just kidding. What? But the thing is that, well, it's, it's <laughs> Oculus. Oculus is owned by Facebook, right? Oh, Facebook owns the, the, the product. But the thing is that, what I, what I mean to say, I, and I, I was joking, I was joking, Zuckerberg, don't zuck me. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the thing is that um, that is the answer to, to expanding VR. And the reason why that's the answer is it's 300 bucks. It's affordable, more affordable. Than you have everything been. you need, and you don't need anything other than what comes in the box. Yeah. Up the games. You need to buy some games. Yeah, okay? but, but you but buy the you games on the internet the and you download you them. For that you, price yeah, you point. don't need a computer. You literally don't need a computer to use it. You can use a computer. If you buy VR games on the computer, you can connect it to the computer. You do your thing, right? But mm -hmm. the thing is that um, it, it's it's ready to rock out of the box. And so I was like, this thing's going to be gimmicky. My little brother brought his in. And he was like, look, just give it a try. Nothing, not no harm. Just yeah. Just try it out. If you don't like it, at least that way you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, that's... that's fair. And and so we fire up some of these games, man. There's a ping pong game on there. It, I, I, if you, if you, once you really get into the zone and you forget that you're holding a controller, you would swear you're playing ping pong. Yeah. Hey. Like you would swear it's literally the same thing. If you turn your hand too far, that ball does not go where you want it to go. Oh, that's good. They and you can see that paddle fall down. You, oh, it's it's like it's bang on. If you want to do a real screamer, you can make it do that. No problem. If you if you want to give it some spin and you pull on the racket when you're doing it, you'll watch the damn ball spin. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, Blows awesome. my mind. I, it's it's absolutely crazy. I I would I would highly recommend everybody to try. VR is not for everybody. No. It is a by no means for everybody. Too, still, right? Yeah. That's, there's that's there's a, big a problem. <laughs> there's this game that I picked up where where you you walk. So the one thumbstick you push up and you're walking forward. Can I say that's what other... I hate most about <laughs> VR games is you can't fucking walk. You just like click and yeah. teleport. This that this is the one this one has walk. This one has walk, so oh, you, okay. you walk with the one side, and you can teleport with the other side, because if you want to do a dash or something like that, you can do that, right? Um, but the thing is that it has that locomotion feel. So, like, when you're holding up, your your body wants to move back, because you're moving forward, so it's trying to, like, your body's trying to correct. Oh, yeah, that moving. would fuck you up a little, hey? It's it's messed at, at the beginning, and then you start to get used to it, right? And then you get into it. Well, this game, uh, and, and Sirath was playing it on stream, is called Until You Fall. And, and so... And you're swinging swords, okay? Like, my arms are still sore, dude. <laughs> I played this game for 45 minutes. I could barely lift my friggin' hand. Because because you're literally swinging, and you have to do it in order, and you have to do it in the right direction. And then, all of a sudden, some guy will come up to you, and you have to block his thing. So you have to put your hand up, and it blocks the thing, and you parry it. And you... Oh, man. I'm, I'm fangirling out over it right now, but I gotta tell you, it is it is phenomenal. It is something for everybody to try. Not everybody would like it, mm -hmm. but the thing is about VR is there is a game for everybody. So if you don't do the motion thing very well, there's games that don't have that in it. That ping pong, perfect example of yeah, it. You're, you're standing, standing behind a, a table, yeah. you're literally just playing, right? Now, a $400 ping pong machine, probably nah, not, not ideal unless it. you're really into <laughs> ping pong, but the thing is that 
um, keep keep in mind too. It's, I've I now have a full fledged. I I would I would go so far to say that I could pick up a paddle at a real ping pong table and play, and everything that I did in VR would translate perfectly over into real life. That's how that's how it feels, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy, and and so so to kind of jump back onto what your point was, I th I think VR holds a place in the gaming. Uh, life cycle of things but i don't think it's the next evolutionary step because it's not it is not for everybody my, mo my wife for example she can play some games but if those games do that locomotion thing she's like poof get oh, that headset really? off i don't want anything to do with it i want nothing to do with this thing yeah. because it's it just it just messes with you right see i haven't played any games like that but here's the thing my only experience with vr uh mm -hmm. games is literally yep. in a vr arcade where you're in like a fucking gymnasium, and and playing yep. like Dragon Quest. You're you like I played yep. Dragon Quest VR, and so to stand in a room and teleport around, I don't I don't think that's not that's not did for they, me. Did they have Did they have the walking pad underneath you, or did you literally was just in a big room walking together? I was in like a gymnasium. Like, yeah, so you had lots of space to move and stuff. Yeah, you're in like this gym, huge gym. Um, and you were actually walking though. It wasn't like you're, yeah, I was walking. I was physically yeah. running, walking, uh, slashing, blocking and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You have okay. like, uh, it's cool because the way they have it is so that the whole thing's weighted. So it's like you're wearing armor, but you, okay. your laptop, the laptop that runs your shit is on your strap mm -hmm. to your back. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But they have it. So the weight's balanced. So it feels like you're wearing armor and stuff. Right. That's and cool. then, and then the uh, there's something in the sword. Like they give you a sword and a shield, and there's something in the sword's actually only like this long, but there's like a slider in it, so they can tell how hard you're slashing based on how far that's sliding right, and stuff, right? Right. But to me, VR is still not at that point where I'm gonna buy it because the games, um, as much as I love arcadey games, the games to me are still at that arcadey point. You're not gonna get yep. this huge story like in, in no. a vr game you know what i mean and i don't know if you ever will right i the think you will for, eventually for, i think eventually it's, it's gonna yeah, come yeah i and and i think it, i think it depends right for somebody like me and by the way you can play games like skyrim and, and fallout and stuff in vr yeah, and you can do true, all that yeah. but but i mean keep keep in mind so so for for me and and i mean and everybody's going to be different but after and depending on how you're playing the game, if you're just sitting there playing it, I say why even have the damn headset on? Just play the game. Yeah, exactly. But if you're gonna be swinging around and stuff like that, man, the I after a couple hours, dude, I'm sweating. I'm dead tired. My hands just fall down. Right? Like, yeah. like I I think I think the longest stint I've done in that in VR period is an hour and a half. And and like Sirat did six hours that night That's that we nuts, streamed dude. with him. That's and nuts. like by the end of the night, you could see him. He's just huffing. He's like, yeah, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> because because it's it's physically demanding, yeah. right? Like and, and and in a good way, honestly. I don't think I've had so much exercise since I have had that stupid VR headset because you're literally physically moving around. Yeah, right. Like like um, I I truly don't think I don't think I could do longer than two hours so to have a big long epic game um, I would either I would do one of two things one I would just not finish it because it was just too much yeah. or two I would break put myself to the point where I literally couldn't play it anymore Save your and game. have to stop and take a break yeah and then be doing nothing but like oh I really want to keep playing yeah. that game. Right, and then physically not being able to do it. So I, th I think that'd be cool I, though, because then I, you have yeah. like 
fitness goals on top of you know <laughs> exactly really the, the the thing is that uh i i think i think vr has a place i don't think it's the answer i i truly believe i playstation did it right as far as i'm concerned yeah the console I should so. offer a vr all of solution should. yeah Right, there should be a headset for each one of these consoles to allow for people who don't headset. have a gaming computer. Yeah. Right, because the thing is, like I said, the Valve Index is a, is an eleven hundred dollar headset. Yeah, it's just the headset. The games are on top of that, and you have to have a gaming computer that can actually support Run that. This, yeah. Right, when the graphics card is fifteen hundred dollars just on its own. Yeah, to, it's in not order to user do this, friendly yet. it's not. No, no, and so so for for me just to say, yeah, go ahead and get a, a VR headset, and you. And this is the one that I recommend for you. You're not going to do it. It's yeah. just that that is non-existent. I, and for me, that would be non-existent. I really wish that um, VR arcades would take off over here. And I'm not talking like because yeah. we have a VR no. arcade in my city, but it's like come to this greasy fucking hole in the wall and play. <laughs> and Beat put my Saber. Oculus Quest on. Yeah, yeah. play Beat Saber. <laughs> um, but but to have these games where. With the quality of Dragon Quest VR, with the quality of we played a Pac-Man game where you're in this fucking maze, physically running around, collecting dots, and chasing ghosts and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. if they had that, you would you would get much more enjoyment out of these games. Um, the problem is the startup costs have got to be insane for, for oh, yeah, it's actual massive VR arcade, right? Yeah, well, I mean, like like I said, I mean, each each set, right? So, um, and I know the HP unit has one of those backpack things. Oh, okay. That you can do it that way, too. Um, but, I mean, I, as far as it goes for a cost, I would say you're probably talking at least four grand, five That's grand. That's nuts. For each, for each, each game. setup. Yeah, yeah, each game. Like, just the setup of it and then, alone. And then not if you're to, playing not to you in need an arcade... You're gonna mm. want more than one player because you got to make your money. So then you got like four of those for each game. Yep. That's, so you need that. That's you like need a, you need grand. a large space where people can spread out and not yeah. smack into each other and break your equipment. Yeah, like right. Uh, it's it's yeah. I just it's it's not viable. I don't think. No, it was expensive to get in. It was like 120 bucks yeah, just it. to get in, and then once you get in, yep. you still have to pay to play the games. Um, right. But it was it was amazing. It was to, the other thing is is as much as it's not for everyone. Um, it's also like kind of for everyone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, oh yeah. My wife would never be caught playing like RPGs. Like she's played Star Tropics, mm -hmm. she's played Bomberman. That's that's basically her limits. Bomberman. Right. And right, like yeah. stuff she played as a kid. Um, but we went in there and and we were like playing Dragon Quest. She doesn't didn't know a fucking thing about Dragon Quest. She's like, I want to be the witch. So she was the witch, yep. and she's holding her wand up. Shooting fireballs and shit. Anybody yeah. can do that. You don't need to know anything oh, yeah. about the game. You're nope. having a blast. Nope. You're killing fucking that, slimes and shit. And that is that is one hundred percent. That is that is the VR experience. Yeah. So so it's kind of on the same on the same realm, right? I I've got I've got my wife into playing Beat Saber. She doesn't do video games. Period. Yeah. Right. If I gave her a controller and said, "Here's Mario. Run run left and jump." It, that we're not getting too far yeah. on that, right? But she puts that headset on and she's smacking those blocks just like anyone else because it's it's simple. I have a stick. I've got a matching color with an arrow. Smack. There we go. Yeah. Done. You're probably gonna fail the first couple tries, but as soon as you get the understandings of it, away you go and you're done. There's there's literally no uplift on that yeah. from that point forward. So in a way, so it's yeah. it's the most user friendly thing. But in another way, it's the least user friendly thing because the costs are so high. Yeah. The, 
yeah the 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 uh investment to to get it up and running is is that's the thing i i mean that's it's 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 not for everyone but i i think everybody should try it yeah that is 100%, i agree for i agree sure. Um, yeah, but that's definitely. that's pretty much it. I think we've covered pretty much anything, everything, unless there's something yeah. kind of off the top of your head uh, that you want to get to before we wrap. Not really. There's a lot of chat going on about uh, VR. Um, apparently, Elite Dangerous is supposed Ooh. to be the space space simulators get, are supposed to be really I get good sick in VR. In that one, that one's a little yeah, crazy. Would, there's I some would, fast, a little bit tough. twisting movement in that one. <laughs> you should try it. Though. Like, Let oh, me know how you fare. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking about Flight Simulator, too, and Sirath was talking about this, right? He was like, you literally sit in the cockpit of the plane, and you can look out the window, and you can see the ground, like, as if you're flying a real oh, friggin' plane. Imagine if you were gonna right? crash, how scary that would be. Uh, it would be free. Uh, you're, it's, it's bound to happen. We should ask him to stream that. I yeah, wonder if he would stream he it for us. He should. So we can see well, it, Well, one too. thing I will say, my wife went from, like, literally not barely knowing what Dragon Quest is, despite me being a giant fucking fan, <laughs> and to, to actually kind of wanting to play through Dragon Quest Nine with me co-op. So, like... To get the story. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's very cool. So, it, yeah. it, it brings new people VR in its thing. to gaming, but the startup cost is crazy. Absolutely. And until that comes down, that's basically VR is where it's at until until that comes down. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. It's. I mean, that's that's basically all I got here. I just I did I I did my little command to kick the straw poll back into chat. There. Oh yeah, guys, we're gonna be watching. Uh, we're gonna be watching a movie in the Discord, having a watch party. So if you haven't joined the Discord, please join the Discord. Um, I will put the podcast thing here, and I will also drop the link to the Discord. Um, we're going to be watching either Double Dragon or the Street Fighter movie, so whichever one you want to watch, vote for that one. Um, and as far as everything goes, I just want to congratulate you on reaching your, what was it, 200, 200 follower Ooh, goal? Ooh, yeah, 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 we crossed 200 followers, uh, Twitch chat, let me have it. We have a little thing on the, uh, on the channel here where we spin a wheel, and uh, I have Coke Zero and, and Ice, and they uh, they can spike my drink with some whiskey if it lands in the red zone. So we increase the size of the red zone. So you want a couple of quick stats? 76 spins in one night, and 17 lands, which means we put 17 Yeah, you were fucked. <laughs> you were pretty uh, fucked. I don't, I don't remember the stream very good. But I mean, uh, I was dizzy. I, I, speaking of VR dizzy motion sickness, I had motion sickness coming away from the stream. I remember but no, after uh, that thanks, stream. Man, yeah. I remember after that stream because we were all still in voice chat, <laughs> hanging out, yeah. and you were like, "Guys, I don't think I can get out of this chair." <laughs> you were like, "You were like, Sh should I even try?" <laughs> I don't even know if I should get up. I'm gonna fall that's over. Nine, that's <laughs> like what? Four, what did you say? 14, 17 drinks. Seventeen. That's yeah, nuts. seventeen shots. That's, I've never yeah, drank that was, much in my life. So that was a lot. That was a, that was a. Uh, that was a that was a hefty and, the, and we don't measure over here on this channel. We just we just pour, pour, pour whatever comes out. You heard comes of spray out, and pray. So. He pours and prays. Yeah, this is a pour and pray. So yeah, no, I thanks, man. Yeah, I just want to thank everybody uh, and, and everyone for coming out and, and watching the podcast. I know uh, it's a little bit different content than what we typically do on on either of our channels, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, but it, it's just it's it's just cool to kind of hang out and chat and 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 Duke puts this up on his YouTube if if you. Uh, if you want to check it out after, this goes up on YouTube. It also goes up on Spotify. 
And uh, this is episode nine, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's no real set schedule. We kind of just when do we it have a topic, we when we when we're able to it. go. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. You can so. uh, you can follow me on Twitch.tv slash Dookie zero three. I'm usually playing JRPGs right now. I'm playing Skies of Arcadia, and then Sundays I play Castlevania games. And my YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash Dookie zero three. Yep, and I'm at twitch.tv slash dgonline. I'm on every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday for D&D Night. We do all kinds of crazy stuff over here. So all right. sure you come check us out. All right, guys. If you, if you didn't notice, our schedules, they interlock. So exactly. you've got a little bit of something every single day between the two of us. That's yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you guys so much for coming out. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and uh, we will be back, baby. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one. See ya.